to The Drummer and the Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adult ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer in the Great Mountain podcast. Friends, and welcome to the Drummer in the Great Mountain podcast once again. Today you're going to hear me in my sit-down with the author of the guidebook to transforming adult ADD, ADHD, also called the Drummer in the Great Mountain. You're going to hear me and Michael Ferguson sit down and talk about part two of a three-chapter segment, overall covering chapter nine of the book. As always, our goal, if you are new to this arena, this podcast is to be an audio companion to the book, to give you a little bit more in depth, get into more detail on some things and really overall let you know we're here. We're here. We're experiencing what you're experiencing. We have experienced it and uh, we're getting great feedback via Facebook and the website about uh, everyone who's experiencing what it is to be a hunter type. Some of us are on different points of the path of transformation. So it's really been great to just hear from everybody. We have a lot to cover today, so I'll try to keep um, the uh, the preview short. Uh, all in all, today we're covering diet and nutrition. Uh, three-parter covering chapter nine. First part was exercise, today's diet. Next part of chapter nine that we're gonna cover in the next podcast will be supplements. Overall today, we cover things in three acts, if you will. First, we clear the table. And what I mean by that is right away getting to, as a hunter type, what it is you should not be eating and absolutely avoiding, making it real easy to knock those off of anything that you should no longer be putting in your shopping cart. Then we get into, now that we've cleared the table, what should you be eating as a hunter type? And then Michael gets us into really a beautiful way to bring it all together, which is how to transition to this new lifestyle, which it very much is if you haven't started on the transformational path, especially in diet and nutrition for being a hunter type, it's definitely a transition. So we get into a really good in-depth conversation and sharing our stories of what this transition phase was like for us. Keep in mind that when we're talking about uh, 
hunter types and the kind of food plan we should be having, this hunter-type friendly food plan. The whole idea is here is to avoid foods that aggravate ADD, ADHD symptoms. So that's what you'll hear us get in depth on today, um, as well as integrating a more optimal hunter-type plan, finding those satisfying replacement foods. We actually get into some specific examples about that, uh, all drawn from our experience, of course and uh, forming enjoyable and really satisfying and long time, something that you can do with longevity, uh, a satisfying eating habit plan. One note we wanted to make, and actually we realized this afterwards, after we recorded this sit down, Michael actually pointed out to me, so I wanna point it out to you here. For those of our audience that are listening to us, and we get to the part in the sit down conversation where we do talk about how to go about this new food plan and certain places to shop, such as your uh, local health food store. For those of you that may live in an area where that's not as accessible, it's not as close of a drive as we make it sound as it is for us uh, in our experience, that's fine. You always have technology. You always have online. Still try to soak in what we're saying and the plan that Michael sets forth here and, and write your notes down and follow the book. This is all also, of course, in the guidebook itself. And you can always find these things uh, online. Uh, some of the health food stores we mentioned in the podcast have online stores that will also deliver too. So there's definitely ways for you to still do this, even if the health food store is not something that happens to be convenient for you and where you live. So without any further delay, just want to remind you, of course, we are at drummerandthegreatmountain.com. Please click on that Facebook link. Please keep giving us your feedback. It is what keeps us going. And now I will take you to my sit down with Michael Ferguson on our discussion of hunter types and diet and nutrition. Enjoy. Welcome to the Drummer and the Great Mountain podcast. This is part two of chapter nine. For those new to our podcast family here on the Drummer and the Great Mountain podcast, this is an audio companion to the guidebook to transforming adult ADD ADHD by Michael Joseph Ferguson, who joins me here with every podcast to delve into and get deeper into each chapter of the book as a companion to having the book. And uh, we are so grateful and delighted for all your feedback that you are giving us out there. And we've been telling you every week we're thankful for it and tell you to keep it coming. And you do. Do also please remember that we are on iTunes. So uh, feel free to leave a review for us on iTunes and or Goodreads as well. Uh, we welcome the feedback Michael mentioned last week. Um, that's kind of what and I've mentioned it before, too. Remember, that's what drives us. Some of you have been telling us what you want to hear more about, more specifically. And it obviously has to do with what's going on for you personally in your life in, in this transformational process. So that's exactly what we want to hear. And you'll notice that it finds its way into the podcast, um, especially if it hits on anything that the transparency that we have here um, in the podcast, it, it if it hits on something that also is going on for us at that time where Michael or I have experienced it, it kind of brings it up for us and we remember to, to share that with you here on the podcast. So with no further ado, I'm going to bring Michael in to have a conversation today about diet and nutrition. Keeping in mind, it's a three-parter. Last week, we covered exercise and the, the key foundation that that is to your transformational 
plan for being a hunter type. Now we want to focus in specifically on diet and nutrition, keeping in mind that in chapter 9, this is all one chapter, but it is a big chapter. It's a long chapter. It's an involved chapter. Therefore, in the podcast, why we split into three parts. So let's get into it. Let's start talking about diet and nutrition. And, and Michael, I imagine just like anything else that we've mentioned so far about being a hunter type, one of the first comparisons we made is that in this world, when you're on the transformational process, is to realize you're a hunter type and then th- and that there are farmer types. And we said when we start on exercise, look, everybody needs to exercise. We know it's a Western issue. It's a Western hemisphere issue that we do not exercise enough and our diet is not good enough. That goes for hunter types and farmer types. But for sure, hunter types are more susceptible, is what you're trying to communicate here, to exercise, diet, and, nu- and nutrition. Yeah, it seems to be the key piece. It, it seems as though we, uh, we have a more sensitive brain chemistry and uh, changes to our exercise and our diet can make, and I've just watched it happen over and over again, huge shifts, life-changing shifts. And primarily it has to do with our bodies um, require a certain level, a higher level of maintenance than other people, specifically our neurological system, and that is very much fed by what we eat, and no pun intended, and our exercise routine. And uh, so for us, um, eating healthy is not an option. Eating healthy is not, it's like either you eat healthy or you're going to feel what are considered the ADD, ADHD symptoms of brain fuzz, not being able to focus, not being able to motivate yourself, getting stuck in stimuli where you're staring at the TV or staring at your phone forever and ever and ever and not actually having the ability to release yourself from the grasp of that. There's a brain chemistry piece that's going on underneath that that can be greatly improved by specifically what we're going to talk about today, adjusting your diet, both what you're not, what you shouldn't be eating, and also what can be really helpful to eat. It's interesting to hear you say that because I feel like for the first time since we started this podcast, you know, there's been a lot of times where, uh, in just personally sharing our stories and and in relation to the topic of the day, that we've said, look. Uh, not all hunter types will experience X. Not all hunter types will experience Y. Some do. Some experience it like this. Some experience it like this. But yet, this is the one chapter that there is no. It seems like there is no going back. There's no exception, and I think that's what you just said. But I'm summarizing it for myself, I guess, in a way that this is that piece. This piece of exercise and diet and nutrition, and eventually when we talk about supplements, but. You're saying it doesn't matter what type of hunter type you are. You don't do this. You, it just sounds like you don't have a shot at the transformational process. Yeah, this is at the core of it. And primarily, uh, we have a the reason why ADD, um, ADHD has become such an epidemic. It's, it's because we eat poorly. We're eating a diet that has tons of chemicals in it. And we're also not exercising. Primarily, like... And because we have these habits that we've been passed down, we kind of were thrown into the society. We think this is normal. And through from our families and from the people around us, we think, well, they're fine and they're eating all this, but they're not wired the same way you are. And so before looking into other ways of even adjusting your organizational patterns or whatever, 
diet and exercise are primary. I can't stress it enough. And so, and what we're going to go into is very specifics of what you're eating and also that may be bringing you down. And then also what you can be eating that will give you mental clarity, boost your focus, boost your mood. And how do you build these into good habits, which is the goal whenever I'm coaching. It's like, how do we turn it into a habit? And it's about that fog, isn't it? I mean, it comes down to something that you've described in the book and you've mentioned in the podcast, and I, and I agree with it. It's that fog. So we, we talk about hunter types that as you go through the transformational process, one of the first things you kind of admit, it's like one of your first shares is, yeah, yeah, that fog. And if you talk to other hunter types, you all connect on that. It's one of the first things you and I connected on when we talked about the topic is it's that fog. And what, what you're saying here is you don't do the exercise diet piece. You can't lift just a little bit of that fog off in order to go do your other things that you have in the book, writing yeah. your journal and what are you going to do for a living and how are you going to do this as a hunter type? You can't do any of that if you're operating in a fog. It just doesn't make sense. You're, you're, you're putting an obstacle in your way, which is if, it, if not removed, you're not going to be able to get to those other things. You just don't have a shot. Exactly. It's, it's just, it really, it's, it's that simple. I mean, if you're taking medication for it, it's going to help, but at the, that's not going to help your overall health. The things that we're talking about here are how do you eat? So you decrease your level of cancer. How, how, you know, there's so many benefits to the diet we're proposing, losing weight, feeling better. All these things are, they have benefits that go beyond just your life they affect people around you and that's why this is such a primary piece and the discipline and the focus and and making that commitment to yourself to start eating better and focusing on your health has huge it builds the muscles that you need to make the other shifts in your life towards mm -hmm. the, the life you want to live the work you want to have whatever your you, perhaps there's creative projects that you want to manifest all these things are tied up in this one piece and and it's sometimes challenging but it's in the long run it will give you the strength to do anything else you want i feel like i i brought this irony up uh in the spirituality chapter eight podcast too it's the i it's the catch 22 of being a hunter type we can laugh about it we tend not to ha when we're not transformed one of the things we're weak in is focusing longevity staying with something pick a topic yeah. in that yeah. so the whole irony here is we we mentioned this about getting into some type of practice regularly whatever that spiritual path is but we specifically mentioned meditation and mindfulness and that's the same point here is the irony is that by committing yourself to this process which we're not going to get into yeah. is that you are building a good habit, which you haven't built before and look at it from a 30,000 foot branch. What is the good habit? The actual concept of sticking with something and building a routine. Hunter types, when untransformed, I will speak for myself. We don't live on routine. In fact, we look down on routine. There's a part of us, especially the ties you make, Michael, a lot of times with artists, how a lot of artists are hunter types. We almost, I mean, as an artist, you always look down like, I don't need discipline. Like, I, I want to be a free yeah. spirit. And that's the whole irony is you can be an artist, yes. be a hunter type, and have some discipline and have some routines and you're not going to take away from the truth of who you are. So there's no there's no worries there. This transformational process is about bringing all the best powers of who you are together, including being a hunter type. With no further ado, 
let us get into, I feel like it's a lot easier in any discipline that's new and you're trying to start it. I love the idea of starting with, well, wait a minute, instead of giving me this long detailed list, especially as a hunter type, don't start me on what I should be doing. Can you tell me like the big things that I shouldn't be doing? Cause it's almost easier for me to pick those out when it's in front of me. So t start us in with, with what are we to avoid as a hunter type specifically in our diet? Okay, so the part part of this whole thing is what we've considered normal is is probably killing us, and most of the time it is. It's like the things that you do at a regular basis that you eat that you were told this is fine. It's like, these are things that are probably exasperating your ADD symptoms, and so just eliminating some of these these things in your diet can can have just exponential effects. And I, I so one I would say I did this. I ate a very poor diet growing up in terms of it, especially by 20, 18, 19 years old. I was doing fast food all the time, lots of sodas. Uh, I had to, I did this and it was hard, but it was the best thing that I could do. And actually looking back, it was hard for a short period of time and then it got way, way easier. There's a point where you get over the hump. So specifically, uh, here's some things that it, in, I want to preface this by saying, as I mentioned the things not to eat, we're going to go into ways of integrating what to eat. So it may sound like everything you eat is off the list. We're going to address <laughs> at the end of this how that's actually not the case. Mm -hmm. It's just specific ingredients in what you're eating. So the main ones are what I call the artificials, which is artificial flavorings, preservatives, and colorings. Uh, second one is refined sugar. Third one is white flour. Those are the three big categories of what not to eat. Uh, and specific, so in, in all of this, a key, a key piece here is start reading the label of what you eat. If you're buying something at the store, learn to look at the label, train yourself to look at it, look and see what the ingredients are, and make that decision whether or not you should eat this or not eat this. And if and this I, is one of those... And if I and may... I always, and if I may... Let me just finish that one sure, point. Sure. If someone... Um, if, if you focus on just make it, it, this is the one point in all that we're talking about where I, I, I think there's certain flexibility that you should have, but in these particular areas, you should really minimize it or get it to zero in terms of allowing these things into your diet because almost guaranteed they're starting to, they, they are affecting your focus, your mood and your ability to be consistent with what you're focusing on. And that was one of the, and, and, the reason it, it came to me, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but no it, it, I, I pictured myself the first time that I was in a store, and it was even a healthy store, and I was like, okay, here we go, hunter type, trying to change things, what not to eat. You know, the very act, I remember this, I can picture this, L I'm looking at myself from a 30,000 foot level. I pictured myself and how I actually struggled to try to read the label, and what I mean is, because that's not a discipline, you're going to find that this process is very funny. This is one of the first disciplines, good habits, muscle building things you're going to be doing is called yeah. looking at a label. A, yeah. you're not used to it. B, you're a hunter type. You want to get and go and eat. <laughs> yeah. Time out. Now let's use chapter eight. Take a breath. 
And, yeah. it, and this is all with 2020 hindsight. I did not do this in the beginning. There were days I was like, honestly, screw it. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Whatever it is, I'm used to this can of this. I'm eating it. And there, by the way, there is a part of you that's going to find. You almost don't want to read that label on the same can of something <laughs> you've always been getting because yeah. you know there's a truth in there that now is not part of <laughs> what you're supposed to be eating. And you don't want to part with it. I know. I've been there. Believe yeah. me, I've mentioned so many times I am a recovering food addict and addiction is real to food and then there's the addiction to foods that you just love i know it's hard but then wait till you get to the point that you don't even look like the other day it happened i walked by something that i had bought i think it was these these uh these artificial cheese crackers. I mean, it was one of my favorite things of all time. And you would say crackers, not that bad, but I'm talking about the stuff that's obviously not really cheese. It's flavored to taste like cheese, right? And and it was really funny. I realized like, wow, the last time I actually even picked up one of those was two years ago. And I remember that was one of my first ones was mm-hmm. I didn't want to that's read. It. I didn't want to read that label, but it's really hard. Do it. Make this one of your first disciplines. Michael's yeah. always talked about starting small. Test yourself. Make this your how you started out with just five minutes of meditation. Start with yeah. reading the label on one of your favorite things before you put it in your shopping cart and just start from there. I digress. Yeah. I'll let you continue. Perfect. That's great. <laughs> I, I love it. Love the example of it. Uh, and so in this is just not something that we're making up. This, there are countless studies. If you look at, the, if you have, the, if you already have the book, the bibliography. If you check the bibliography, you will see there are many studies cited in this information. So there's countless studies in terms of ADD exasperated by artificial flavorings, artificial uh, preservatives, and then the uh, so. If it says yellow number five, red number forty, that's that's an artificial coloring. If you're looking at the label, uh, sodium benzoate. If you see that, that is also proven to exasperate hyperactivity. That is, you know, other studies have gone through that. The other one that I would note on here is partially hydrogenated oils. If you see that, basically what that is is they take oil that should be in oil form, and they in order to transport it and have it be cost effective they take it and make it into a powder and transport it and when it's rehydrated when they add water back to it again that process is supposed to be very hard on our body to digest mm. so that artificial it's pretty simple if you look at it if it doesn't make if, if you you don't recognize it as being a food product it's probably if you can't pron- isn't this the old rule about if you can't pronounce it although there's occasionally like real food products that actually are just like well i've never heard of that there's a difference sure. between that and and we'll go into you know where but it this is it, it's just a simple amount of research if you look at it and it's got a very long chemical sounding name it's more than likely some kind of artificial flavoring or preservative um, and then, so so that's the artificials, pretty self-explanatory. And if you're eating it, it's just like whether you just being aware that that's probably taking you down. And if you even pay attention to your energy cycle, you might have some energy right after, but then you'll probably notice a dip after that. Well, part uh, of the, part of your coaching notes, and we've mentioned it before, is if you're keeping track, one of the first things you're going to do in this transformation process is have a journal and track things. If, if you want the proof of this, if you're kind of a little hesitant to let go of something because it has some of these ingredients Michael's mentioned, yellow number five, red number 40, sodium benzoate, 
put it in your journal. Try and experiment next time. And if you're writing in your journal that you had something with that and then you noticed a spike in the graph, whether it's emotionally or downwards in the graph emotionally, you have your answer. There you go. That's it. And then so and then we will go into the process of like how to make this a little bit more manageable so it doesn't sound like you're you're you know joining the military or something like that where you're here in boot camp and it's <laughs> It just, might feel uh, like that at first, but you and it might, <laughs> but, I, but let's try to minimize it. I exactly. Try to minimize it when I working with people. Okay. So that's the artificials, refined sugar and high fructose mm. corn syrup. We're familiar with these on the label. I mean, high fructose corn syrup, that's what it says. Uh, refined sugar is just sugar. So when you see a label that just says sugar, that is not a whole sugar. That is the sugar cane or sugar beets. It's usually beets. Uh, it's a high, uh, high concentration of sugar that is not natural in out in the wild. Our bodies don't understand this. All that our bodies go know is that oh my gosh, this is the most energy I've ever experienced. Therefore the addiction begins. It's like your body wants more and more of this like, and it's, it's like cocaine. It's a very highly refined uh, plant product that is, doesn't occur naturally in nature. And so what happens is because it's very highly refined and they extract the minerals, they extract, extract like the, you get molasses from the byproduct of uh, refined sugar, which is actually really good for you but they've extracted it out and they've made it this hyper sugary substance and so what happens is and there was a book in the late 70s called the sugar blues that talked about this where you have you eat the sugar you get the high and then you crash so and this leads to diabetes no doubt like if you're eating a lot of refined sugar or high fructose corn syrup which is another highly concentrated sugary product you will have these your it's hard on your pancreas it's going to definitely affect you when you start to dip after the high. Uh, it's going to affect your concentration. It's going to affect, but it, the other thing is it's going to affect your immune system. One of the things I noticed when I cut out refined sugar was I didn't get sick. Mm-hmm. I rarely got sick. Yep. I, and I, I can say to this day, I almost never get sick. If I get sick, it's like maybe once a year. If- and also for me, um, Sugar wasn't my problem. I've mentioned this before. Carbs, a high amount of carbs, just it's built into the culture uh, that I'm from. Lots of rice, lots of bread, bread with rice. It all turns into sugar. So your point is made that if it turns into sugar, not good for you at a high concentration. If it's fake sugar, it's not good for you in in, in any way. It's not real, as you say. Before I digress into my other point, that was a pretty powerful statement you made about this refined sugar that it can be as addictive as cocaine. That's that's pretty powerful, especially for how we've already talked about the, the addiction cycle that hunter types are tendency towards. So here you are with a food item that can actually be as addictive as a drug. Yeah, and there's actually, uh, I cited a study in there from um, somewhere, it was a medical study in France and, and he studied rats and the rats actually went for the refined sugar. Once they were hooked, they would actually go for the refined sugar over the cocaine, which, which was an interesting piece. So it's, I mean, this, this is not new news. You guys, this has been, you guys have heard this for a while. I think what people don't make the association with is this is actually exasperating your ADD, ADHD symptoms. Absolutely. And, and so what we're t- we're not talking about whole sugars we're not talking about um 
other substances that, that we'll go into in a little bit of things that you can eat, that you can have the kinds of foods and some of the sweets that you enjoy, but you can have a variation of those that have whole sugars. And there, therefore, you're not just ex, you're extracting like, okay, I can't eat anything that I love anymore. And that's, that's not a sustainable plan. So what we're going to lead into is a sustainable way to eat a healthier diet so you, not feel, you don't feel like all you're doing is, is focusing on what you're eating. Mm-hmm. The the immunity thing was the other point that uh, I skipped my brain for a second in the last time what I was trying to say, which was for me cutting out the carbs again, sugar was, this is, I guess where yeah. we're maybe a little different. Sugar for me wasn't a problem. I never put sugar in coffee. I never liked soda as a kid, not as an adult. So it's really interesting. But when I started watching the carbs, significantly cutting out the, the carbs and the starches, especially, yeah. um, the sick thing is very interesting because like you got sick significantly amount less. And if I did look, if, if there's a bug in the air, there's a bug in the air. And if you happen to catch it, you happen to catch it. But what I noticed was the recovery time before when I would get sick and I was not eating right. It was a given. It would take me down for three days. It would, yeah. it would lead to my asthma being exacerbated. And now I'm taking steroids for my asthma, yada, yada, yeah. yada. Having been on a hunter diet, I yeah. remember there was a couple times in the office, there was a bad cold going around, and unfortunately people came into the office. I was worried about getting it. I have, I've twice this year, I've gotten something that's taken other people out. I was, I, A, didn't have to stop working. B, I was still able to go and do my exercise. And C, it was for me a day what other people were experiencing for a week. So it's there not for, I just want to share that it's not only about not getting sick, you're going to notice your recovery time is going to be faster. You're just going to be there. You go. Uh, you're just going to be. Uh, um, you're just going to be at an optimal. Um, your engines are prime. They're 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 running at an optimum rate. So your recovery is going to be faster. You're, if you're not trashing your immune system every single day with what you're putting in your body, then your immune system's stronger. And then it just takes, like for me, vitamin C and B12 at night before mm-hmm. bed if I'm feeling like something coming on, and then in the morning, and. 90% of the time, that's all that it takes. Like things will come in. I'll start to feel my body starting to try to fight it off. Mm-hmm. And if I just boost it a little bit with some vitamin C, some zinc, maybe it knocks out. It doesn't take hold. And that's what happens when you have a healthier immune system. So that's uh, sugar. Take us into white flour and the, what yes. we call the double whammy. Yeah, white flour. And again, okay. And I want to, uh, we didn't mention it up front. Uh, highly recommend as a companion book to the drummer of the great mountain julia ross as we mentioned before julia ross uh the mood cure outstanding definitely some points pulled straight from her uh she's done an immense amount of research on foods that actually specifically affect your brain chemistry and these are the ones that she calls the bad mood foods um and white flowers right up there so if you're having usually if you're having pastries uh, white breads, and usually those are loaded with refined sugar. It's like all of that to your body just converts very quickly into sugar, extremely hard on your pancreas. It will definitely affect your ability to focus after. And the usual pattern will be you'll have something very sweet with a lot of refined uh, uh, with white flour in it. You'll it'll burn quickly, and then you'll crash after. And so these are the things to note. And as you, if you spend 30 days starting to watch what you eat and how it affects you, it'll become very clear, oh, right, this thing, even though I really love this thing, 
I can't deny that, you know, after I have that after lunch or whatever, I can't even focus. And most people don't connect those dots. But the other piece, again, is white flour, which is processed pastries, uh, white breads, things of that nature. Those are the things that more than likely uh, are going to be taking you down. And we mention this a lot. This is an audio companion to the book. I cannot tell you how much more detail is in the book in chapter nine, just on this mini topic of what not to eat. There's a lot more in the book. Remember that we're just here as a guide and we're just trying to summarize things here on a weekly basis. So definitely remember to check out this book. I, I, can, I can say all chapters are important, but definitely chapter nine, not only is important, but take your time with this because th I, I can tell you this. This is a lot of information. And again, as Michael said, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're not telling you anything staggering. Don't eat refined sugar. Yeah, that's not new to most of you. Maybe for some of you, even that is. But you're learning how this really affects you as a hunter type. And that's the connection that's made in the book that we just don't always have time for to cover it here in the podcast. So definitely make sure to check out the book for the what not to eat category. The sugars, the white flour, and what it does to you. Michael, yep. get us into now... We're going to start tracking this. We're going to start reading our labels. It's like, okay, I made the list. I now know what to look out for. Now what should I be? That's what I'm taking out of the diet. What should I be putting in? Okay. So what I've watched work, what's worked for me, and also what is addressing specifically our particular brain chemistry, which has a lot to do with specifically dopamine and then for a lot of people, serotonin. Dopamine being focus and uh, motivation, serotonin being overall well-being. Here are the ones. So for, you're going to focus on a, a healthy, healthy sources of high protein, meaning that you're, you should aim for at least 20 grams of a complete protein per meal. And when I say complete protein, if you're a vegetarian, you should know what that means, which means that it's got, the protein source has all of the amino, amino acids that you need. That is going to give your body what it needs to create these beneficial neurotransmitters, specifically dopamine and secondary serotonin. And then there's many others, but when your body sees protein, it sees amino acids, and that's what you need. Secondly, lower carbohydrate. Lower, so even if you're eating healthy, you want to reduce chips, potatoes, pasta, breads, things of that nature. Those should be a much lower percentage of your diet. Uh, for many of the reasons that we just mentioned, but also that these all convert to sugar very quickly and you will get a fast burn and then you'll drop. So high protein, 20 grams of protein per meal, low carbohydrate, and then brain foods. I put them in quotes and again, reference the chapter to go into specifics. Berries are a very good brain food, but I'd say the number one is omega-3 fatty acids. Across uh, the board for a uh, holistic ADD, ADHD protocol mentioned in many books, omega-3 fatty acids, they come from fish primarily, uh, which you can also take fish oil as a supplement. We'll be covering that in the next podcast. And flax oil. Uh, both are – there's not a whole lot of substances that actually have omega-3. Our brain – uh, evolved out of eating fish. That is, they think that what created the human, the modern human brain came from eating fish was the primary substance that gave it its girth because our brain is made of fat. It's actually a fat substance. So, and then other healthy fats and oils 
Um, again, I would reference the book. The big one, like if you're cooking, use um, – uh, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, olive oil is mm-hmm. a very good healthy oil to, to cook with. So avoiding like canola oil and some of the other ones. Get some good olive oil. Use that as your, your cooking oil. And then also healthy fats can come from things like avocados and other sub, other vegetables that have a lot of fat in them. Fat is actually good for us. Um, I think when we try to lose weight or we're, in a, we, we're concerned like, oh, if I eat fat, it's going to go into my body. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Most of the time our fat's coming from sugar that's getting you know, converted into fat and staying in our body. A so, study just came out that – that has and I can and I sh- and I'll look it up and maybe mention it the next time or maybe we can put it on the website. Literally, a study just came out that has blown out of the water anything we've ever been told before in regards to fat and cholesterol. And literally, the title of the article was, in essence, and I think they were exaggerating to make a point because of wh- how we're actually trained in the society. Don't worry about cholesterol. Don't worry about fat. Avoid sugar and carbs yeah. at a high rate, and watch your 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 cholesterol numbers. What other health concerns you may have related to fat and cholesterol? Watch them plummet. They have now learned that it is yeah. sugar, 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 sugar that yeah. is the lead poison that actually affects the other parts of your system. Having gone through some health challenges myself lately, yeah. which are related to sugar. Let me tell you something. I started paying attention to carbohydrates and the amount of intake there. And yeah. I can't speak enough for exercise. Exercise yeah. and swimming has changed my life. Yeah. I'm not telling you I'm eating a steak every day. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you that. Yeah. I'm not saying that at all. However, when the focus is on the sugar and carbs and this white flour and you then focus on the proteins, you don't as much have to worry about what you thought before Oh, that's got a lot of fat. That yeah, avocado has fat, but it's a good fat. And as a yeah. hunter type, that's what you need. You need that for your brain chemistry. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better. That's it. Uh, avocado being just a superfood. Like if you get to know avocados, they're in every way. There's so much you yeah. can do with it. It's, it's amazing. Su- and so the last piece on our list is live greens, mm-hmm. vegetables, fruits. This most of us don't get enough of it organic 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 yep. make sure it's not sprayed organic like people think oh well this is sort of just the this kind of hippie thing it is what <laughs> food was before we started exactly this is and not a tree chemicals. hugger thing this is nothing to do with being a tree hugger there's no stereotypes here this is how our food used to be Exactly. And and you're no no longer having to process those chemicals through your body as well. And as far as habits, if I may, for those of you who have never been to um, or not thought about going to your local farmer's market, let me just say, especially if you have a family of any kind or you're in any kind of relationship, this is yet another good habit you can build. And the domino effects it has are so beautiful. Pick a regular day of the week. Usually it's a Saturday or a Sunday morning. And make that a family outing. We have over there the last go. year. And I Perfect. cannot tell you how great it is. There's thing, tons of things for kids to do. They usually have live music there. You're also walking around. And here's there what I've go. found. You're walking around in an energy of organic food. And the difference between walking around where the energy coming at you for the nutrients that are literally coming at you. And by the way, the taste testing, everyone has something for you to taste, taste these organic peaches, taste this organic nectar. 
the difference between walking around there and a quote unquote normal supermarket, if yeah. you don't notice the energy difference, I, I, I would like you to tell me that you don't because I and, guarantee you, you will. And look at the habit you're building. A, you're building a routine. And I have some good news for you. Walking around a farmer's market, you don't need to read the label of anything because there's no labels to read <laughs> because yeah. it's all right there. So that's another good habit to build. And I'm a witness to it. There you go. That's it. And, you know, if you just in that will save you money, too. If you're going to, get to the farmer's market, you're going to be paying less because you're buying straight from the farmers, which is helping your, the, you know, the local uh, organic farm. And you do have to watch it. Some farms do spray. So you have to look for organic or talk to people. Sometimes they can't afford to pay for the organic. It's actually there's a lot of hoops you get depending on what yes, state the you're license in, yes there's the, the licensing is so you need to just talk to them ask them if they spray their food sometimes it is organic but they can't afford the uh, the licensing get to know the people there in either way you, at least you're you're going to the source of the food and um Go ahead. So we should, we should move on here. There's yeah. still a few more points to cover. I know we got a lot to cover in a short Before period. we do, and yeah, I'll take us there. Um, you mentioned it here. I didn't want to leave without uh, this point without also saying that uh, you will be surprised. More and more supermarkets, which you never thought before, there you go. now have organic sections. Supermarkets you would have never thought before. I'm seeing it happen all the time. So look, sometimes you're in a bind. It's a Wednesday. You have to go food shopping. There's no farmer's market. That's fine. Hey, the only thing I'm close to is Supermarket X. They're not going to have anything organic. Don't believe it. Go inside. Everyone now has a section. So we have talked about what not to eat. We've talked about what to eat. Here comes the big thing. Bring it together. How do we make the transition? Exactly. Um, I w one last note on the protein piece that I feel it's important before we, we can we move on. Um, if you're eating protein to be very specific, which you're, you're aiming for 20 grams of protein, um, the number one protein that I would recommend bar none is wild caught salmon. This is like the perfect brain food. If you eat fish, some people are vegetarian or vegan, they don't eat fish, so that's fine. Wild caught salmon put it on your list three times a week. It is so good for you. It is the, it's a, it's a great food in terms of, it's got a lot of oil. It's got a lot of the omega three fatty acid. And if it's wild caught, it's coming from a fresh source. You don't want to eat fish all the time because it's too much mercury, but a couple times a week, highly recommended. And then down from that would be fish, eggs, chicken, turkey, again, organic if you can, uh, free range. And if you're vegetarian, which I've been for the last 20 years, I've only recently gone back to eating some fish, which is primarily salmon, uh, you want to eat a complete protein. You can Google what that is. That's either seeds and legumes or grains and legumes. That creates a full protein, which means you have the full amino acid profile, what you're eating, and that could be rice and beans, Hummus, um, quinoa is a good source of protein, nuts, cottage cheese. If those are things to look at. Protein powders in the morning, protein shakes in the morning, many sources of uh, vegetarian versions of a really good uh, protein shake. Those are things that's a good thing to start your morning off with. So I just wanted to make a note there. We, we kind of covered the organic piece. Now let's move on to transitioning. All right. So um, although it's not always easy um, and it takes a commitment, this is, one, like we said, one of the best commitments you can make to yourself. It can have so many benefits. So here's the secret. 
One is we already mentioned farmers market. Start going, find your local health food store, start shopping there as much as you possibly can. Uh, I know a lot of people think, oh, Whole Foods is so expensive or this particular, try to find the smaller markets. And even if you can buy like a quarter of your foods from there, you'll know that if you walk in the door, most of the time they're going to have the, everything that's on the don't eat list is more than more than likely not even there. Like good health food stores don't carry any foods that have refined sugar. And that's part of what you're paying for. So if you want some yes. validation, there you I, go. I think this is an important thing. If you want some validation before thinking of it in a negative way of how much this is going to hurt your pocketbook, think about the time you're saving from having to read, double check, carry a list of what am I as a hundred type not supposed to eat. Look, go. this is almost think of it as an add-on service that's coming with that price. That I couldn't have said it better. That's exactly it. I mean, this is what I did. This is what worked for me was I just started going to the health food store and then start looking at, okay, what are the snack foods that I really like? There's going to be a – I guarantee you there will be a satisfying replacement for anything you got on the list. So you don't have to deprive yourself. Just look at the label. If it usually they'll have an organic sugar, or it'll say organic sugar, or it'll say um, cane sugar, or, or cane um, say cane sugar. There's another. There's a few others that um, versions of it. But if you go to a health food store, you'll be able to find these options. The other thing is, I highly recommend if you're getting protein, if you want protein in the morning. And you don't want to think too much about it. I really love um, Cliff Bar makes what are called builder bars. They have 20 grams of protein. Pick it up. They taste great. You don't even have to think about it. You just pick up a batch. That's your, your morning snack. Mojo bars, that's another one that's really good. Look at, what, look at some of the protein bars that are available. It's a quick so – if you don't have the time in the morning to like make eggs or make whatever – Look for like a healthy protein bar. Make that be your morning snack to get you going. And let me add to one uh, uh, self-experience, one share here on my part as far as these protein bars. The ones Michael said are good. Uh, kind bars work for me. I actually didn't think they would because I have to absolutely watch sugars for me. So, good. yeah, if you're looking for protein, that's good. Protein bars are good. Some protein bars this is where you have to read the label. Yes. They might have 25 grams of protein, but they might also have 20 grams of sugar. And I don't care where that sugar comes from. If you have to watch sugar and want that protein, protein bars are good. Here's the other thing to remember. There's also protein bars that will say 30 grams of protein and, hey, only 2 grams of sugar. That fence hunter type, hey, I'm good. Time out, back to lesson number one. Read the label. There, yeah. I made this mistake the first three months, and it actually took a Pilates teacher, my sister-in-law actually it was a Pilates teacher, and she happened to see what I was eating. I turned around my my diet. I was looking great, and and was asking actually, uh, you know, like what my little secrets were here and there. And I was like, part of it is these protein bars, and I'm not going to mention the brand because I don't want to judge anybody that eats them. And I showed her this. She goes, time out, flipped it over, and she said, can you read any ingredient on here that you know what it is? That's great go. that it has 30 grams of protein, two grams of sugar, but there you, you can't – trust me. Go with something else maybe as a couple more grams of sugar, not 30 grams of protein because a lot of that protein is coming from something that's not natural. So there that's a little pitfall to be careful good. for. Very good. And again, just read the label, see what's on there. Uh, and then – so in terms of replacement foods, just to give you – so to send you out, like if you eat a lot of pasta – 
Uh, you might want to look at quinoa pasta, which is spelled Q-U-I-N-O-A. That is a, that's a protein. That's even though it's a it's a grain, it's uh, I believe it's gluten free. If not, it's very low gluten, and uh, it, it's definitely a it's got more protein in it. It's a very good substitute for like a standard pasta if you're eating a lot of pasta. And again, I'm not saying we shouldn't, you don't have to eliminate all carbs. You need some carbs, but you want to reduce as much as possible. So start shopping in a health food store, find the local health food store. Uh, like you said, you want to, if you go to your local market, even Walmart now sells a lot of organics. Look just See what you're you're buying. Before, you know, look at the label. See what's there, and just start transitioning slowly and in a way that is emotionally satisfying. This is really the key. Is that I see people get excited. They ditch everything that they don't like, and they're like, "Okay, I'm just going to force myself to to eat a certain way," and then eventually they just crash. You're going to so burn out. Yeah. The smarter yep. way to do it is start replacing those foods that you normally like, you normally eat, and just start just find the healthier replacement for them. And you'll know by you'll like, oh, okay, I, you don't you don't feel like you're on a diet that's killing you. You want to be you want to feel like okay, maybe stretching you a little bit, that's fine, but not to the point where you you're all you're thinking about is all the foods that you love. Now, that being said, refined sugar is kind of an addiction. It is, your body actually you know, will start to crave it intensely for a little bit as you're weaning off of it. Mm -hmm. So don't be surprised that you have these like, oh, gosh, I got to have – or you slip. And then you're like, oh, okay. Don't beat yourself up. Just get back on and keep moving. And some, especially hunter types, have a tendency to go, I blew it, therefore uh -huh. – Screw it! I'm just gonna stay <laughs> off of it because I want to be yep. perfect. Yeah, yeah. We 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 live. We we we're so this this energy we have as a hunter type sometimes translates itself to uh to something that's detrimental to us which is black and white thinking and that and that black and white is exactly what you said I fell down so many times because that I realized now that's what I was doing I was I was putting myself in an extreme situation which for a hunter type is setting yourself up to fail. I love what you're saying. One at a time. Try to avoid five things on the do not eat list and, and only put in five. You know, don't try to do everything at once. And remember, this is all part of a big chapter. We're trying to make a yeah. commitment to our exercise schedule if we've never exercised right. Now we're throwing this in. Give yourself a chance. Use chapter eight. Use spirituality, meditation, and that deep breath exercise as you're eating. You see how these two chapters are all coming together. I can tell you for a fact that it was these two things. It was the mindfulness exercises we described in chapter 8. Go reread chapter 8 before you get into this. Or if you ever find yourself getting down as you're making this transition, and inevitably you're going to feel a little bit uneasy, as Michael's been saying, flip back to chapter 8. Go back to chapter eight and listen to that podcast on being mindful and the meditation exercises we were talking about and have that be your boost to get through this. There's going to be a rough period of transition. And no, I don't think Michael or I, and I know Michael or I am not saying it's easy because we've both been through it. But yeah. once you're on the other side, you're just going to be so grateful. It, and it gets easier. That's it does. It, it does. gets easier. So just wrapping up on yep. this. Trader Joe's is also a great option if you're in the U.S. that they have a lot of these 
a lot of the things that are on on the list that aren't as and they're not as expensive mm -hmm. you can buy in bulk you can get stuff there uh specific diet support outside the book to look at uh i'll just throw them out as keywords you can look them up paleo diet definitely fits within this the fine gold diet is a specific add adhd diet Definitely Google that There's, if you want a very, very specific program. Look at look at that. Raw food can also fall into this as long as you're focusing on getting enough protein. Um, the other thing that one of my clients brought into me, which was excellent, and I, I, I he's been on it, and I, I recommend if you want a very strict diet plan, this definitely fits. There's a book called The 17-Day Diet by Dr. Mike Moreno. That it's right on with what we're talking about here. So if you're wanting to lose weight and and get a get a jump start on this diet, check that book out. Uh, and then again, we mentioned the Mood Cure by Julia Ross. Awesome, awesome stuff. This is this is all very big. This I, I feel like the transition process is one that um, we've mentioned it before. I just want to tie it in. We've mentioned before if you can't get it's not in your path to get an official life coach remember michael has his whole coaching system in this book and here's why i'm bringing this up now is go find that person like i mentioned before in your family or a friend that that is honest with you and can be critical with you and can hold you responsible and and someone that you feel you can be honest with in this transition process because this 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 thing this is not easy but you're going to you're going to need that support system. We mentioned from from day 1, a support system is important. Here support it becomes essential. Yeah, and here I feel like this is essential. I feel like this was I mean, I have a coach and yet I really relied on my family for this. Let me tell yeah, you how I, I relied on my family for this transition. You know, I I roll I <laughs> I rolled the big dice here. I'm from the Persian culture which we live on rice and bread and I married an Italian woman. So here we go with pasta and rice coming together in this family. There and can I tell you what part of my transition was? It was literally like an intervention sitting down with both sides of the family and saying, "All I am not asking you to change your diet. Here's what I am asking for." is if I say, I can't eat that, please don't get insulted. Because my culture and the Italian culture, oh, the moms tend to have this, oh, they don't like my, he doesn't want to eat my food. It has nothing to do with you. <laughs> it's yeah. it's not you. It's just, here's how I can ask you to support me is, if that's what you're making for dinner, I'll bring my own. I'll make my own organic grilled chicken with vegetables on the side. It's not an insult to you. There are a lot of little things in this transition process, which if you do them, uh, you will find longevity. You will find that commitment becomes easier and easier. With that in mind, every week we've tried, and I think we remember every week, to give you some kind of assignment. I think, Michael, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think we've come away with two assignments here. One of the most important ones is tracking. Tracking what works, you've mentioned this a couple of times, for 30 days, track your mood, your focus, your energy, your productivity. Track what you eat when you exercise, and the most important part, what happens afterwards, and the other important part, in this 30 days, be honest with yourself now, write down the times you don't get to do that, write down the time you ate something you know you're not supposed to, and now yeah. track what happened with your mood. That is a there huge assignment. Right along with that, here's an easy one. Start that reading the label exercise. If you happen yes. not to be at a farmer's market, happen to be at a normal supermarket, before putting into your cart, 
deep breath, look at the look at the label. If it's on this list, which the book gets into more detail, don't put it into your cart. And just start with one item. Just start with one item you normally do and see if you can increase that. To me, that's what we should be coming away with this week. Very good. And then I would say just find your local health food store. That's yes. just it, it just makes it so much easier. You're supporting a very good part of the local economy. Um, I can't say enough of it. Like there, if you haven't, go in and just look around. If you've never been in a health food store and just like get a feel for it and try to find the smaller ones. You know, Whole Foods is around. You can definitely find a Whole Foods. I, mean, I support Whole Foods, but there's also other smaller markets that you just want to look, look around and see what's available in your area. So you give yourself some options. You want to be able to, to give yourself what you need to succeed on this. And again, this is a lifelong process but it does you don't have to suffer i feel i eat so good i love what i eat mm-hmm. so i don't feel like i'm at all sacrificing all this i don't even think about all this stuff anymore there's nothing here that's a struggle but in the beginning just familiarize yourself with what's available so you know you've got many many options including where to dine out like what you could potentially eat start to map this out in your head and give yourself tell yourself you're going to give yourself maybe a month or two months or three months to to ease into this so you know you can get to a place where you're eating foods that are contributing to your focus your well-being and that you're able to then from that newfound source of energy and focus start to transform other areas of your life that you want to transform imagine if you will being in a place where michael just said something that gave me such a great feeling imagine yourself as you're going through this process knowing that the transition is not easy imagine actually loving everything you're putting into your body imagine that and during the tough times imagine that know that you'll get there i I think that's a beautiful way to wrap up uh our focus on diet remember that we are at drummerandthegreatmountain.com. Click on that Facebook link in the upper right corner-ish. We love the feedback. Please keep it coming. It is building community through the book. Remember to pick up the book if you've been tuning into this podcast. Remember, this is a service Michael and I are giving back to you. You need the book. The book is essential. There's a lot more in there than we can cover in any podcast. This is designed to be your audio companion. Give us that feedback. You've been sharing your stories. Michael, we've been getting some powerful stories, and I I can't tell you how great it is. And not only that, eventually you're going to see we're building something here. You're all going to be able to connect soon in some way or another, whether it's webinars that are being planned. There's events coming. There's online ways. And and the, the little bit of sharing that you're doing now is powerful for us because it's what keeps us going. So keep it coming. Um, and Michael, thank you again for a great sit down. I, I say it every week, but I mean it. This was this was fantastic. Looking forward to part three on new uh, supplements. It was a great. I know we went really. I know I really rushed through that, but I just wanted to make sure we covered as much ground as possible in a shorter period of time, so that you have you have what you need to get going. Absolutely, I think we did great. Thank you once again, my friend beautiful sit down with you remember to check out drummerandthegreatmountain.com for all news events and again share 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 with us your stories tell us what you think of the podcast if there's more specifics of things you'd like to hear that's what we are here for and as always please take care of yourselves and your health be well
Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is intended solely for the purpose of personal growth and not as a replacement for professional psychological support. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of this show are not meant to be taken as medical advice. It is very important to seek the help of a qualified medical practitioner when making any shifts to psychiatric medication you may be taking or if you are experiencing extreme psychological distress.